Well, good morning. It is so great to see each and every one of you this morning. Good morning, Remy. Yes, hello. I heard you. <laughs> good morning. Special Sunday today. It is Baptism Sunday. We're excited to baptize some people today. I want to tell you this today as you're sitting here today. If you feel the Lord leading you to be baptized, we can take care of that today. And so we'll, we'll find a way. We got a dryer. We'll put a shepherd's costume on you and throw your clothes in the dryer for a while if we need to. Um, but if you want to be baptized today, don't let anything hold you back from that. Well, listen, we have started a series called Songs of the Savior. Pastor Jeremy kicked that off last week. Today we are continuing that. And um, we've got a short little video to lead into this um, sermon today. And as you're watching this, um, as a woman who is um, now 41, I'm proud to say, God, I don't care. Um, I'm 41. I I listened to this little video um, that is telling us a little bit about Elizabeth and Mary. And I think about how young Mary was. And how old Elizabeth was. And I I get it. I get how overwhelming that situation must have been for both of them. So as you watch this little video today, just lean in. Remember, this is just kind of giving us a a what could be snapshot at this time. Heaven and nature sing. Oh, heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Your song, Elizabeth? Oh, a little tune I can't seem to get out of my head. Well, I wish I had your enthusiasm. Look at me. (laughs) I know I said yes, and I meant it. But I also ran for the hills. Is that someone who's highly favored? I'm so glad you came. You ran to the arms of someone who understands more than you know. It's too much. I mean, no one believes me. My parents look at me like I've betrayed them and I'm lying. And the townspeople look at me like I'm hiding some big secret. I know what I saw. And I know I said yes and I meant it, but... Is this what I said yes to? Oh, try not to worry too much. I know from experience that the Lord has a grand way of getting us all on board with this plan. (laughs) I've laughed more in these six months than I have in my whole life. Well, I wish I could say the same, but Joseph isn't laughing. I mean, he's not laughing at all. Well, maybe Joseph needs to take some advice from Zachariah. He hasn't said a thing about our situation. Is it true? Zachariah hasn't been able to speak since you found out you were pregnant? Isn't it wonderful? (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe that's just it. Maybe it's just... It's too wonderful. If the Lord has chosen an old woman beyond her years and a young woman before her time, who are we to argue with him? Shouldn't I feel more joyful? Because all I keep thinking is, why me? Mary, this child has been written about for hundreds of years by the prophets. And now it's coming to pass just as the Lord said it would. 
Oh, joy is not found in knowing why or how God does anything. The joy comes in saying yes to him when he calls. Well, I guess I did do that. <laughs> oh, yes, you did, my girl. <laughs> we are so blessed, Mary, that the Lord is fulfilling his promises to us through us. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. of Will Smith had their lives flipped, turned upside down. (laughs) I don't know how many of you have ever been there before, maybe in good, exciting ways or in overwhelming, scary ways, but you've had your life flipped upside down. And these four individuals definitely had their lives completely disrupted. In Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 28, it says, In the sixth month, an angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. You know, this is such a sweet and miraculous story to tell now, but it must have caused such chaos and upheaval in the moment. Any of you ever said yes to something and then thought, oh no, what did I say yes to? Have you prayed for something and then it comes and you think, what did I pray for? Man, sometimes what God is doing can seem so sweet and so miraculous and so overwhelming at the same time. But saying yes to God, it is going to disrupt your life. But there is joy in the yes. There's joy in the yes. I want to look at a couple of ways today that Jesus turns our life completely upside down. And we're going to look at this story a little bit at what happened to these individuals. First of all, we want to look at how um, God's timing is sometimes untimely timing. God's timing is perfect for God, for us, but often at times it can feel slow or at the wrong time, or in the wrong moment. Sometimes his timing can feel untimely, but it is always right. It is always right. Let's look at the timing here for Zechariah and Elizabeth. In Luke chapter 1, verse 5 through 7, it says, In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and both were advanced in years. They were past their prime. But they were good people. This verse clearly tells us that the fact that Elizabeth was barren was not a result of sin. 
They were good people who followed God's word and his statutes. And so it was, they were good people, but they were, had unrealized expectations and hopes. And things had not come to pass for them. It was difficult and it was unfair, I'm sure. It's how they felt. Children were a great value. People who did not have children, it was, it was difficult. No one to pass on your life to. And so here are these two people, godly good people, but they were past their prime. But God's timing is perfect. In verse 11 through 13, it says, And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But there the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call him John. Your prayer has been heard. Don't you think Zechariah was like, Whew, I must have, you know, like here in Jackson, when you mail something, it has to go to Memphis and then back to Jackson, right? Like that prayer was clearly on the same path anything I mail to my in-laws is on. It went away around before it got there. But the angel says this to Zechariah like it was instantaneous. Hey, your prayer has been answered. Well, I started that prayer 30 years ago. And I really, I want you to know there's some people here in this room and I know you've been praying for some things for a really long time. You've been praying for a really, really long time. Maybe even to be able to see God use your life in a way. And it can feel like you're past your prime. But you're not. Because the only timing that matters is God's timing. And there were challenges and there were surprises and all of it. And Zechariah did have his mouth closed for a whole long period of time. Can you think about all the things he had to say? But the Lord shut his mouth. Shut his mouth. <laughs> that season. It was untimely timing for both of these people. Elizabeth was too old. Mary was too young. Neither one of those things made sense. It did not work according to the things and ideas of man. And here's the thing about God. He loves to do things that don't make sense because it means that he gets the glory for it. When it cannot be explained, it can only be God. And here in this moment, it was only God. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Listen, God is for you in the midst of all of it. And here's the thing. Mary and Elizabeth knew that what was being asked of them and given to them while a blessing was difficult and was a challenge, but they had this faith in knowing that they were not going to be dismayed because God was going to be with them. When you are facing the most untimely and challenging of circumstances, whether those things are positive or don't seem to be, we have to remember to have faith in God and trust his timing. Trust that his word is true. That everything that we do for him, he is going to take care of. It was difficult. What a joy for Elizabeth 
who had prayed for her children and prayed and begged the Lord to be given such a great blessing. But it was challenging. God will disrupt your life. He will disrupt your life. These women had a choice to say yes to Jesus, to say yes to this moment in their life. It was their choice. And by choosing to say yes, God did unimaginable things through them. But they still had to say yes. His timing is not my timing. Some of you planners, yeah? You ever get on there? You see how long it's going to take you to get somewhere, and your goal is to get there like two minutes before that expected time, right? We live in a, a world that is set according to certain times. There's a time for this and a time you do that. And, a time. and listen, even to this day, when you buck the system and you go out of the normal pattern of life and do things differently than the expected, people look at you like you're crazy. When you step out in faith to do something that God has called you to do, it may make people look at you cross-eyed. But Elizabeth and Mary... They had a promise from God. They had been given an opportunity by God, and they said yes to it. And ultimately saying yes to Jesus, no matter the consequences in the moment, will always be worth it. No matter the hardships or challenges that are faced when you say yes to God, it will be worth it. Because he is always worth it. And we do not have to fear. But one of the things I love is this moment with Mary and Elizabeth together. Mary and Elizabeth. She shows up to Elizabeth's house. I'm sure just looking for somewhere to go where people weren't going to be looking at her. And it says this in Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 45. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Can we point this out today? that when Elizabeth said, blessed are you among women, that that was likely the first positive words Mary had heard. That wasn't really something everybody else was going around telling her. That was probably the first moment of encouragement that that young woman had heard. Elizabeth had probably had some funny looks too. And yet here they found encouragement in each other. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 29 through 31 says, He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. 
but they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is what Elizabeth did for Mary. She pointed her back to the word and promise of God and encouraged her. Do you know how valuable it is to find a body of people who will come alongside you and walk with you as you say yes to Jesus? To have those people who encourage you in what God has called you to do, who encourage you when it's difficult and when it's challenging. To have that voice of encouragement when you are saying yes to Jesus. God's word and God's people will encourage you if you'll let them in. Elizabeth spoke encouragement over Mary. And Mary, no doubt, needed it. We all need encouragement. We all need encouragement as we go after what God has called us to do. I remember the first message I ever preached. It was not good. Some of you were there for it. But Mr. Rick hooped for me. He just preached on preacher for me. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. He just encouraged me in the Lord. There are those of us, I look here around this room at some of you and the journeys that you're on. Some of you have said yes to the Lord, and the more you say yes to the Lord, it seems like the more challenges that you have faced and the difficulties and the hardships that you have walked through and the hard parts of life that have really just seemed to just line up one right after the other that you have faced. But I want to tell you today, blessed are you who follow after the Lord. He will be your strength. He will uphold you with his righteous right hand. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And today, if in the midst of your disruptions and in the midst of saying yes to Jesus when it is difficult, you are feeling overwhelmed, today there is for you encouragement. God says, I have called you. You are my children. You are called according to my purposes. And I am here for you. Keep saying yes. The next right thing. The next right thing. The next yes to Jesus. Yes to Jesus. And some days we got to say it every morning. Yes, Jesus. Yes, God, I follow you. And it is hard at certain days. But I want to tell you something. The word of God will encourage you. The Bible tells us to encourage ourselves in the Lord. You have got to get in his word. You have got to get in his word. I cannot tell you enough. When you find yourself in a weak spot, I guarantee you there's been an absence of the word. The more isolated and alone you feel, the less words you've probably had. And it is true. When life gets busy, you can have a week that runs wild. But guess what happens when that week runs wild? What is oftentimes the first thing to go? The word. And then we feel overwhelmed. I can't encourage you enough. The Bible app, every version, you can listen to the Bible being read. It's like choose your version, choose the accent. Whatever you need. 
Find a way to even listen to the word of God because it will encourage you. Elizabeth wasn't just manifesting encouraging words. She was speaking the promises of God over Mary's life. The fact that she, it was a fulfillment of what the prophets had been saying. Elizabeth spoke truth over her, God's word over her, and it encouraged her. If you are choosing to walk your life with Jesus and you are having difficulty and struggle, find God's word and find his people and let yourself be encouraged in the Lord because we need that encouragement, especially because God's timing is always unexpected. And we don't know which way things will go from time to time. Listen, if you're going to be baptized today, I'm going to let you go ahead and start to get ready. I know we're going quick today. But all of this for Zechariah and Elizabeth and for Mary and Joseph, all of it led to an unmatched miracle. Ultimately, God does miracles with our yes. Our trust in his timing, even when we're facing difficulties, the encouragement of his word. When we lean into a life that is disrupted by Jesus, miracles will follow us. Miracles are born from obedience. Hear that, please. Miracles are born from obedience. In John chapter 1, verse 24 through 26, it says, Now they had been sent from the Pharisees, and they asked him, Then why are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ nor Elijah nor the prophet? And John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know. And then in verse 29, the next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, which leads to John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, was born from obedience. John, who paved the way, was born from obedience. The mere Miracles that God can do in your life will be born from your obedience to his word and to his calling. And when you say yes to Jesus, you eliminate obstacles between you and what he has for you. The enemy will place obstacles in front of you. But when you align your life with Jesus and with his word, you are aligning yourself with the miracles. You know, it's really hard to see miracles sometimes. When you're just living life. My brother a few weeks ago had asked me to pray because his uh, wife's car was having issues. And um, we have a running joke in our family um, about the Garner car curse. We have the worst luck with vehicles. Um, and, and he really, he was like, you got to pray because I don't want to spend this. So he went to the dealership to have it looked at. And um, they were like 500 miles and three months under the warranty. Like, that close. <laughs> you know, that's a small miracle, but it's a miracle. Because you know what? We prayed for it. I prayed for it. I prayed what God would do that little miracle. You know? 
And I look out here and there are some of you that are miracles. Like, guys, come on. Your life is a miracle. Your children are miracles. Like, we prayed for you. Like, kids, get it together. You're going to get your lives together. We prayed for you. We prayed for you. Oh, my gosh. Haley's not this much older than me, and I wasn't as young as Mary. But I remember when I told her that I was pregnant with Jack. And I knew she was praying for a baby and had been for many years. Oh, there's this little part of me. I didn't want to make her sad by telling her I was pregnant. But I'll never forget how she leapt on me and wrapped her arms around me and hugged me. Because you know what? She had a feeling that she was pregnant. Didn't even know it yet. But she had a feeling that she was pregnant. And it was a miracle. It was a miracle. And I look out here amongst some of you today, and I know you're thinking, well, where's my miracle? Well, you're here. And that's a start. We're going to baptize some people today, and that's a miracle. And you know what? We've lost some people, but they're with Jesus, and that's a miracle. They got to know him before they left this world, and that's a miracle. And so today, whatever you're facing, whatever disruptions life has thrown your way, and I'm sure there are lots of them. When we are on this journey with Christ, challenges will never overcome us because he's overcome the world. So whatever disruption comes, I plead with you today to trust God's timing. And I plead with you today to encourage yourself in the Lord and allow others to encourage you. Because the miracle is coming. There is joy in saying yes to God. We have some people today who are saying yes to God in being baptized. Some of them for the first time and some of them ready to make a fresh commitment to a life disrupted by Jesus. Yes to trusting in his timing. Facing difficulties, praying big prayers, walking in new seasons of faith. They're saying yes to his timing. Today, I want you to have encouragement from his word. I want you to be encouraged by these others who are taking a step of faith. Because salvation is the ultimate miracle. It is the ultimate miracle. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 tells us, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. A fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Be imitators of God. I was, um, she won't mind me sharing this. I was talking to Leanne this weekend. We were talking a little bit about baptism and she was talking about new seasons in her life and being unsure about what this meant to take this step with God. You know, Jesus had been tucked away for a time. Luke 2 tells us that he was growing in wisdom and in favor with God and man. But he had been tucked away. 
But when the time came for him to step out into the season of ministry, those years with his disciples leading to his death, burial, and resurrection, one of the first steps he took was baptism, making an absolute commitment, publicly showing the world who he was. So today, I want to tell you, like I said, there are people here who are being baptized for the first time, some that are being baptized because they're feeling a sense that God is calling them into a new season and they're ready to make a a fresh commitment and start with God. But today, they are taking a step of faith and saying, yes, to Jesus. And whenever we say yes to Jesus, we know that there is going to be unexpected timing and disruptions that may come, but we always have the promise and hope because the lamb who has taken away the sins of the world has come and there is joy in saying yes to him. So for a moment today, as we get all of them ready, can you stand for just a second? Our little kids are coming back out. So parents, you may realize your kiddos are back out here with you. I don't know what all you got going on. Hey, you may need a miracle. And sometimes something as small as praying for, you know, a provision for something that needs to be fixed can seem silly. Like why would God care anything about my car repair? Well, he cares about you. He cares about you. He does. It is one of the things I'm most sure of in my life is that God cares about me because he's shown me time and time again. And if life has been real overwhelming lately, can you pause for a second and be encouraged and see the miracle? And can we today, like that young, sweet Mary and that past her prime, Elizabeth, and Zachariah and Joseph, today can we say yes to Jesus? Because there is joy in our yes. Let's sing together today as we prepare to baptize these folks.